Terry, we're going to continue our discussion in Ephesians, and we've been talking about the spiritual blessings we now have through Christ, that we've been sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. That's a guarantee for us. And we've also been discussing that our eyes and ears have been opened through the Holy Spirit that now lives within us to give us revelation and give us security in our minds that we are now set free. In Ephesians, we're going to see how important it is to be rooted and grounded in God's love to be warriors for Christ. Let's continue in Ephesians chapter 3, starting with the 14th verse. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father (laughs) of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. Wow. Paul is praying for us. Paul's ministry never ended, did it? He's really emphasizing something here, though, isn't he? Verse 16, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man. He wants us to have an understanding again. He's really emphasizing this because we read basically the same prayer in chapter 1. So this tells me this is important. Yes. To begin to have an understanding of what we have within us through the Holy Spirit. May He grant you out of His rich treasure of His glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit, Himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. He's wanting you to be built up. Strengthen yourself. Begin to believe this. Stand on this. He's saying we now have a new core within us, mm-hmm. a new way of thinking. Now, what we want to do and we work on our bodies, build up the core? Yes. <laughs> we want to build it up. Hallelujah. And it's through those three things we've been talking about, <laughs> through reading the Word for prayer and examining ourselves, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints, what is the width, the length, and depth, and height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow. He's wanting us to come to an understanding of what we have now. He's really re-emphasizing that. Mitch, this is four-dimensional. (laughs) <laughs> okay, <laughs> that building stuff. Well, you know, we in an age, I guess, where you can go watch a movie in 3D or three dimensions. And the scripture, Paul, way back years ago, was writing about four dimensions. <laughs> there so, you go. Four dimensions, this thing is so big. And he's trying to say, yes, get a grasp of this, folks. You have the ability now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Let me read this in the Amplified. It just pumps me up. Building up that inner core. There you go. (laughs) What verse are you on? 18. That you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love. What is the breadth and length and height and depth of it? 19. That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself that personal revelation yes the love of christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience 
that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. That's powerful. Do you realize that what he's talking about there is our mind, emotions, imaginations, our thoughts, our personalities, everything within us can be changed by the Holy Spirit living within us. Mm-hmm. Where we can walk in that spirit that Paul talks about in Galatians 5:25. We have life in the spirit. Let's walk in the spirit. That's how you begin to walk in the spirit. Come on. Is that transformation that takes place within you through the Holy Spirit? 1 Thessalonians 5:23. Let me just read that quickly. Okay. I think I finally got it. King James says in the very God of peace sanctify you holy. That's what it's telling us back here, that we may be filled through all our being by the Spirit of God that's in us now, manifesting himself in the soulish realm and in the physical realm. We're just becoming more Christ-like. Yes, through the Spirit. Become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. (laughs) The joy in that is that there is that possibility because the Spirit of God lives in us now, that we can be flooded with God Himself. Well, Terry, it is possible. Let's just take ourselves for an example. Let's just examine ourselves where we were, say, five years ago. Oh, wow. And compare it to today. Major difference. That's the point. Yes. That's why it's important to examine yourself to see, have I changed? And if we see no real change within us, If we're still getting frustrated and angry all the time, or we're not having an awareness of the ungodliness that flows through our life, there's something wrong there. But now we have the ability through the Holy Spirit to give us that power to overcome. Because in verse 20, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Do you remember that definition of spiritual blessing? Yes. It's that invisible power that now works within us that we can't see, taste, feel, or touch. Paul is just continuing to angle this. (laughs) He's hitting this from as many directions as he can, but it's about this power now that exists in us. It's Christ's life in us. It's the mind of Christ. The similarities in Ephesians and Colossians are obvious, but in all of these books that he wrote, it's about who we are now in Christ, this new creation. 2 Corinthians 5.17 comes to mind. Yes. We're new creatures in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. That's in that invisible spirit, that power now within us. To just meditate upon this, that that power lives within us to change who we are now Hmm. because we are new creatures in Christ. And we have an example of that through baptism where our old body is buried. In Romans 6, starting with the first verse all the way down to about 6, it talks about baptism, where our old man is crucified. We're crucified with Christ. We're buried with Christ. And now when we come up in newness of life by that power, what is that power? It's that Holy Spirit that lives within us. 
And now that we have that new life, we can now walk in that spiritual realm. We have that possibility to do that. Crucifying the old flesh. Yes. That old man. You go back there. I'm thinking about, I'm crucified with Christ. I'm dead. (laughs) I shouldn't be alive to any of this world. And the more revelation we get of that power in us, this old world passes away because we're now in the kingdom of God. Romans chapter 6, starting with the third verse. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Now how was he raised from the dead? By the power of the Spirit, was it not? Because Jesus... The last words that he spoke were, I commend my spirit to you. He knew that his flesh was dying, but he knew through the spirit he was going to live. Right. And have eternal life with the Father. And that's what we're going to have, is that eternal life through the Father, through the Spirit. However, we can also have that right now. What Paul's talking about, being a new creature in Christ right now. Oh, man. Verse 4, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. It's referring to the Spirit of God. Yes. So we have that ability to walk in that spirit realm. That walk is referring to where our mind and emotions and imaginations and everything are at. And then we're no longer a slave to sin. Because it says that in verse 6, Knowing this, that your old man was crucified with him, with Christ, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Unto the fullness of God. And that means to have the richest measure of the divine presence. And become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. I want to be flooded with God himself. The new creature that Paul talks about that we are to be now is through that spirit. Not through the flesh. It's through that spirit. Our relationship with the Father now is through the spirit. Spirit to spirit. Yes. Romans 8, 6. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. He's talking about that spiritual realm again. That's how you have life and peace when you're walking in that spirit. If your mind's focused on the things of the world, you're not going to have peace. You're not going to have joy. And very little love's going to flow through you. You have to live out of the nature that's in you now. The nature of God has been birthed in you. And if you're not focused in on that nature, your flesh, man, will take you back and try to revive the dead man that you're, you should have left behind. In Romans 8, 7, that's exactly what it says. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh, verse 8, cannot please God. Cannot please God. Verse 9, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, now if any man does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Every one of Paul's writings talks about the Spirit of God, how important it is to understand our newness now is through the Spirit of God. Yeah, it's repeated over and over. 
but it's so hard for us to grasp. It took me years <laughs> to grasp it. But we're, we're getting it because, like you talked about a little bit ago, we're different than we were five years ago, and hope, hopefully we're different than we even were a year ago because we're in process. We're not going to get the full revelation of, of Christ in us this side of heaven. But we can begin to grasp and show forth that life that's in us now. It's a process. That's what Paul is trying to convey, isn't it, in the book of Ephesians? That we have this new life. We now have this spiritual awakening. And that's what he's trying to tell us. And he's wanting people to gear their minds to that thinking. He's wanting them to get away from that carnal mindset like we were reading in Ephesians 2, verses 2 and 3. He said, you were once like that. What he was saying is, you're no longer that way now. You're different. And the reason you're different is because you've been born again by the Spirit of God. And in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Who dwells in you? His Spirit that dwells in me. Quicken my mortal body. Ephesians 20 now, 320. Okay. Now unto him that is able. Who? God. That is able to do ex- exceedingly. I can't even say it. I'm so excited. You want to read that scripture? To him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. All that we ask or think. Man, that's huge. According to the power that works in us. That power again. That's working in us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. That's the end of chapter 3. And then in, in verse 4, he just goes right on. We'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk, walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. He's called us. He's got this perfect plan. Let's just walk in that. Seek him. Do his will. What do you want, Father? That's what I want. All humility and gentleness with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love. And we can do all that because we have that in us already, this nature of God, that fruit of the Spirit. Yes, and in verse 3 it says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, in the bond of peace. And there is one body and one Spirit, just as also you were called in one hope, of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, I guess this is just, Keep reading. I, I can't stop. That's what's so neat about the word. Once you start to press in, you just can't stop. You because so much is being revealed to us, because the Holy Spirit is talking to us and revealing things to us in our minds. He's reassuring our hearts. He's trying to build us up. He's trying to teach us. He's trying to comfort us through the Word. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And that's what He's doing right here as we read the Word. Now, let's just jump down to verse 11. There you go. And He Himself gave some to be apostles and some prophets, some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. Didn't we touch on this earlier? We were talking about we all have a part to play. Yes. And these apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers, pastors, they're to equip the body. To instruct the body. So that we can go out as a body. 
not just to come and sit and watch these people, but to go out, to become effective. What it's going back to is chapter 3, because they're trying to teach us what we've been talking about. (laughs) Sure. To know the love of Christ passing knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God, that you'll know the height and depth and length and width. That's to equip us to go out and to be conquerors and to understand that power that lives within us. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. This just goes on and, and on. And we're not there yet, are we? No. That's why it's important to be equipped and to have understanding yes. of what we have. And as a result, same chapter, verse 14, as a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love. Mitch, I hope today people understand that we want to speak the truth in love. That's what we're doing here today. Because we know people that are in bondage because of lack of understanding of what they now have in Christ. And the Lord wants to set them free by understanding what they have that lives within them. And it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not leave us nor forsake us whenever we mess up. The Holy Spirit is there to guide and direct us, to teach us, and to lead us into all truth. Mitch, I think sometimes we do get too hard on ourselves because God's love is unconditional. Yes. He wants relationship with us. He wants us to read His Word, of course, but He wants us to sit and meditate and think about His great love for us. And thanking Him. Yeah. Praise Him and thank Him as a real person. The Spirit of God is real. He lives in us. The Father sent His Son to erase those barriers that existed because of man's fall. Yes. And He sent back that Holy Spirit to indwell us so that He could have relationship with us, so that we would stop and say, Father, thank you. And then out of that, flow those good works. Everything we've been talking about here in these first three chapters of Ephesians. And see, we're set free, aren't we? Yeah. We're set free when we have this understanding of what we have now in Christ. That knowledge. Yes. It sets us free. And that's what we're trying to convey today is that knowledge of being set free. That we're new creatures in Christ. We're united through the Spirit. And in Romans 8, 16, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit. That we're the children of God. We're the children of God. That's what the Holy Spirit's wanting to do. And when you go through the Word, what you need to do is start writing down those blessings. Yes. As the Holy Spirit reveals them to you. And understanding they all come from God. You have nothing to do with this. That's when you begin to understand the height, the depth, the length, and width of all this. (laughs) Is understanding you don't have anything to do with this. And then you start going through and seeing the blessings you now have. I mean, we have the blessings where we can go to the Father in prayer. In the name of Jesus, we have that power and authority to do that now. We can go to the throne room of God, the creator of everything, the universe. And he says, I love you. Thanks for stopping by. (laughs) He does love us. Yeah. 
when you sit back and try to analyze that and meditate upon that, it's it's just, yeah, it is. And it's just mind boggling. But the word says that he loves me. And I believe that. And I want the listeners to believe that as well, that God loves them. It's four dimensional. Yes. (laughs) And he wants relationship with you because he demonstrated that love by sending his son, Jesus. He provided the sacrifice for us. And after that, then we receive the gifts, the blessings from God. And I can't name all the blessings, but I start writing them down. And they operate according to God's will, not according to Mitch's will. As we were reading here about the apostles and evangelists, it's to build up the body of Christ so they can walk in that spiritual realm where their mind and thoughts and everything are on the Father. Then when your minds and thoughts are on the Father, they're not on the things of the world that cause sin and separate you from the love of God. Satan has no access to your mind now because you're focused on the Father. Let me read on. Okay. <laughs> Ephesians four seventeen. So this I say and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk in the fertility of their mind. Yeah. He's trying to instruct them and tell them there's a difference now. Right. With your way of thinking. Because you now have that Holy Spirit living within you. It's going to teach you and guide you. And I'm here to to tell you, the apostles and evangelists here that we just read earlier, they're going to teach you and tell you that you are now a new creature in Christ through that Holy Spirit that lives within you. Amen. Be renewed in that spirit of your mind. Put on that new self. I love that. Which is created in righteousness. We're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That new creature. That's what makes us in right standing with God. It's through Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's why we can come into the throne room. Yes. We can have that relationship with God. He did it all. Wow. I just... Isn't that overwhelming? It is. I just (laughs) think about having the Holy Spirit of God. I, I dwell upon that quite a bit, actually, thinking about I have the Holy Spirit of God living within me, thinking that God could just save me, and that's it. But no, He also gave us the Holy Spirit, because that tells me He wants to have relationship with us. That also tells me we are at peace with God now yeah. because we have that Holy Spirit within us. If we can get that in our head, that we are now at peace with God, because didn't we read that back earlier in Ephesians sure. chapter 1, verse 13 and 14? We have the Holy Spirit of promise living within us. Sealed. And that's the guarantee. It's all there. I'm in awe. I truly am. That he wants me to know who he is, who God is. When you meditate on that. It just stops you. Because you have that spiritual mindset now to where he can talk to you. He can communicate with you. He's always wanted fellowship with us. He's always wanted to communicate with us, to grasp this four-dimensional love that he has for us, and that he wants us to have things that we can't even think above, that we can't even imagine. Or ask. Or ask. Yes. Wow. That's our God. So big, so loving, so caring, so kind. So my question is, why wouldn't you want to understand all the spiritual blessings? Why wouldn't why, you want to? <laughs> why wouldn't you want to? Why wouldn't you want to have a relationship with the Father? Why would you want to walk in carnality? Why wouldn't you want to tune out the whole world, all this junk and stuff that's going on, and get quiet before God and let Him open up that spiritual power to you. As new creatures in Christ, 
He's filling the atmosphere with the spiritual power. And he wants to indwell us and get us so full of it that it pours out of us. Yes. And what we do is get quiet before him and get tuned in and stop and listen and let him pour into us. That's what we want to leave the listeners with. We mm-hmm. want them to just right now meditate and focus on the blessings they have from God. Mm-hmm.